from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for August 15th, 2010. Hi, I'm Robert, VK3DN. And I'm Brian, VK3HXR. Hello, Robert. Welcome, listeners. How are you, sir? I'm very well. You've had a week in New Zealand. How did it go? It was really good. It was my first uh, overseas trip, actually, and I really enjoyed it. I got my passport organised a couple of days before I had to go, so that was cutting it a bit fine. But uh, I'm actually quite surprised at um, how much I enjoyed it. It's quite like home. Reminded me a little bit of Sydney, actually. Um, and ZL listeners, Waitakere Sprint. I was listening. Was it good? It was really busy. Yeah, it went really well. Uh, more about that in a sec, though. Things have been busy back in Australia. Certainly have. Let's get into it. Now, high fives for the VK100 WIA contact number 10,000. Members of the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, the Spark Guys in Victoria, are thrilled at having logged the 10,000th contact for the special event call sign VK100 WIA. Club Secretary John Ross, VK3BJR, reports that at 10.26am local time last Sunday, the club activating VK100 WIA at the Rosebud Scout Hall put the online log of QSOs into five figures by contacting Rob Tilbury, VK2LOZ, at North Nowra in New South Wales. There was an air of anticipation amongst club members leading up to the milestone achieved by the contact on the 40 metre band with 5-9 signal reports being exchanged both ways. John VK3 BJR said high fives were the order of the day as the goal of taking the tally beyond 10,000 had been set at the start of our three days of operation. Spark has forwarded a special certificate to Rob, prepared by the club to acknowledge him being logged as contact number 10,000. The club knew that the 10,000th contact was within its grasp, but that it had required 274 contacts to be made to achieve the special milestone. Setting up the station at the Scout Hall helped take the activity to the public, as the location is right beside the beach for which Rosebud is so famous. Over the three-day period, Spark logged more than 500 contacts working from its club rooms, members' homes and the Scout Hall. John VK3BJR said it was a most enjoyable activity for the club, and the level of activity encountered on the bands demonstrated the popularity of the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia celebrations. Most stations contacting VK100 WIA indicated they either had or were working towards the WIA Centenary Award too. Yeah, it's good. It's great to hear. Now, Brian, during the course of the week, I caught up with Day Park VK3JDA during our drive time sessions to and from work. I don't know what amazes me more about this article, but I'll point out the salient parts at the end. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, David and I were talking about the statistics and how the call sign has been used and the amount that has been used in times and things like that. And it resulted in him actually doing some data processing for us. So here it is, a statistical analysis of the online log. Well, it shows that more than 20% of the contacts so far have been made with stations outside of Australia. Some 2,000 DX contacts have already been made. And, well, there's another 10 weeks before the roster of the WA-affiliated clubs ends, so we're going to get even more in before that uh, time finishes. Now, the initial hope of the WA Centenary Committee, we discussed that the possibility of VK100 WA callsign will itself qualify for a DXCC award. Well, now that's pretty certain we can achieve that. 
About a third of the online log is for amateur stations who have made a single contact. That's one contact with a special event call sign. Many of those making multiple contacts, they'll be doing it for the intention of qualifying, of course, for a WIA Centenary Award. Now, the top bands. The top bands for use for the special event call sign was, of course, none other than the drumroll, 40-metre band, recording some 4,500 contacts. 80-metre band was second place with around 2,200 The 20-metre band scored 1,500 and, of course, the very popular 2-metre band accounted for 1,300 contacts. So thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave VK3JDA, for your time and putting that statistical analysis uh, together for us. Rob, 2,000 DX contacts. One in five of all contacts have been overseas. That's phenomenal. It's really good, isn't it? I didn't even think about the DXCC, though. That would never have occurred to me. And I, I'm actually quite surprised that it says here that the committee did think of that, that you were going to get a DXCC on a special event call sign like this. I, From the start, I just thought it's going to be mostly internal to Australia, some of you know surrounding countries, but I'm really quite impressed and surprised at, at uh, everybody working from their homes uh, all the way into Europe and, and, well, every continent, of course. And I think the 40-metre band stands out as well because that's quite a popular one for the F-calls. And uh, one thing missing I want to have a look at is how many F-calls as, as a proportion have uh, have been logging. Uh, well, I'm sure Dave will be pretty keen to do that. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's already indicated to him that there's uh, more to come. So uh, thanks, Dave, for your time on that. And, yeah, there's a, there's a tip, F-calls. Looking forward to it. WIA Centenary Award Update now. So far, more than 50 award applications have been received, verified and issued with an award certificate. These include the first award being issued to New Zealander Gavin Reed, ZL1TBA, the Russian Vladimir Medvedev, RW0LIF, and Per Hending, OH6IU from Finland. Awards have also been issued to radio amateurs in all VK states and territories. If the VK100 WIA online log is any guide, there are many, many more who have already qualified but not yet claimed the award. So check it out. You may have already qualified. Get your award application in. Okay, VK100 WIA, the juggernaut continues and gets a big EU pile-up. The Hills Amateur Radio Group, or HARG in Perth, Western Australia, has created a YouTube video clip of a frenetic dog pile on 20 metres chasing a contact with that very special call sign VK100 WIA. Operating VK100WI at the time was Marty Martin, VK6FDX, who was seen in the video dealing with what sounds like dozens of stations calling in at once during the opening to Europe that lasted, get this, 180 minutes. Hard work. Marty VK6FDX said that afterwards it was fantastic weekend and he says it was the most fun on HF that he had ever had. He was joined in the shack by HARG President Martin Streeton, VK6ZMS, and club member Craig Lamb, VK6FLAM. HARG was successful in obtaining good local media coverage of its part in the worldwide celebration of the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia. Martin, VK6ZMS, says that the Hills Amateur Radio Group was excited and proud to be taking part in such a historical celebration. And he added that during the weekend, about a dozen people who visited the club's radio shack asked about the hobby and had their questions answered and informed others about the training courses and licence assessments provided by the Ham College 
in Western Australia. And of course, you can check out this news story with the video on the news release on the WIA website. Go check it out. You know, Robert, I hear that the Hag members were expecting a repeat of that excellent opening to Europe on the following day, but it didn't happen because the bands were pretty quiet. So what did they do, Brian? D-Star. Yep, I've got a note here. Heath Welder, VK3TWO, also VK6TWO, assisted by Monique Faulkner, VK6FMON, were making contacts all around the globe till 3am Perth time that next day and attracting a lot of overseas interest. Fantastic. Well, this is D-Star to the rescue. Any way, any band, any mode, anyhow, ham radio. We are radio amateurs. Illawarra Club Activation Report. The Illawarra Amateur Radio Society today is operating VK100 WIA from the world-renowned Wollongong Science Centre. Club President Tony Stone, VK2TS, says that it's part of a practical demonstration day to celebrate the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia. In a statement issued to local news media, he explains how amateur radio has provided emergency communications on many occasions, such as Cyclone Tracy disaster in Darwin, the Indian Ocean tsunami, earthquakes in China and Haiti, and the Victorian bushfires, just to name a few. Tony VK2TS invites the public to attend the display, pick up the microphone and with some simple coaching, have a radio conversation under the guidance of experienced operators. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. And now, even more publicity for amateur radio. ABC Ballarat in Victoria has carried a lengthy interview in relation to the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia. Let's now listen to part of the session that went to air last week. The first voice we hear is the Breakfast Program presenter Janine McKenzie. Take note on how the Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club, Peter Rafferty, effectively took the role of a regional spokesman for amateur radio. Well, the Wireless Institute of Australia is celebrating its centenary this year, which makes it the world's oldest continuing organisation of its kind. The Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club has been part of the celebrations, and Club President Peter Rafferty joins us now. Hello, Peter. Good morning, Jim. We we contacted uh, at Talbot Radio Museum on um, them three days that we were allocated the new uh, VK100 WIA call sign, 288 calls long distance. Mm. I think one, like Greece and wherever. We had members of the Ballarat Club helping us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've um, we had a real good time for three days. Yeah. And well recommended a visit to the museum there. What what do you offer at the Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club? Well, we've got 47 members and we've um, uh, we do training for the new type foundation licence, which is a very easy entry to amateur radio these days. We've trained over 50 of them so far and uh, other clubs like uh, Ballarat and Bendigo all do the same and it's just a good get-together club. Mm-hmm. We, um, I think our youngest is about eight-year-old <laughs> and uh, the oldest is around 74, so mm. we've got a good variety. Well, amateur radios have played a big part in our history, haven't they? They've played a very important part, even sometimes in very dangerous situations. Yes, Black Saturday was one of them. With communications, um, 
everybody like the CFA and um, Forest Commission or DSC uh, run out of fellas to work on their radios and uh, you're knocked up after a few days and I take over doing that. The interview also had Peter VK3CC explain the various aspects of the hobby and provide details on how listeners could contact either his club, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group or the Midland Amateur Radio Club. As a result of the radio session and local newspaper articles, there are now five people who had learnt about amateur radio and are now ready to join the next Foundation Licence class. What's Fantastic, Brian. This is what it's all about. Robert, that sounds like a great use of the media kit too. And we've got a club this week thanking the WIA for its support. The Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club has acknowledged the support it received from the WIA for its 35th annual field day weekend held at Port Macquarie in June. Club President Henry Lundell, VK2ZHE, in a letter to the WIA President Michael Owen said it was most appreciative of the great honour in having him attend this annual event. The field day held on the 12th and 13th of June was recognised as a WIA centenary support activity, which added to the occasion. Henry VK2ZHE said that the WIA media kit enabled the club to produce a professional media release which resulted in valuable press, radio and television publicity. He continued by saying, The effort in producing this kit paid a handsome dividend in the hands of our club, and I'm pleased to see that other clubs are continuing to reap similar rewards for our hobby. The Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club believes that the personal involvement of the WIA president left a lasting impression, resulting in support of the Institute as it moves into its second century. Well, thanks, Michael, for uh, taking the time to visit the club up there. Obviously, it's not only appreciated, but uh, very worthwhile. So, uh, thank you. Okay, a look ahead at the VK100 WIA roster. Illawarra Amateur Radio Society began its three-day roster slot today and will be heard during the Remembrance Day contest using HF and 2 metres. So listen out for VK100 WIA and give it a call. The Macedon Rangers Amateur Radio Club takes over at 10am local time on Wednesday and goes through till 10am on Saturday with plans to put VK100 WIA on air initially from the homes of its members and then to the Woodend Scout Hall in Forest Street Woodend on Friday. That will be the public event with free tea and coffee, a display of amateur radio and general radio and electronics equipment. The club will also be involved with the local scouts and will be operating right up to the end of its rostered slot at 10am local time on Saturday. The Macedon Rangers Amateur Radio Club has also contacted its local newspapers and community radio station seeking publicity for the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia. Next Saturday, next Saturday, the Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club, the most western group in the Brisbane area, adopts the special call sign with the rostered club members putting it on the HF bands using phone, CW, PSK31, SSTV and ATV. Its club rooms at the Laidley Youth Centre will be open to the public from 8am to 5pm where computer displays and PowerPoint presentations will show off satellite tracking, DX clusters and past ATV activity. Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club members will be available to answer any question about the hobby, have the Foundation Licence Manual for sale and they'll be taking bookings for their next Foundation Licence training course. 
A good attendance by the public is expected, following plenty of publicity in the local news media. And, rounding out the roster for the month of August, there will be the Mid-South Coast Amateur Radio Club in VK2, the North East Radio Club from the Artondish School in St Agnes, South Australia, hope I got that one right, and then VK100 WIA is taken up by the Redcliffe and District Amateur Radio Club in Queensland. The 2010 RD speech is available online at the WIA website. And here is Peter Harding, VK4OD, with more on the event. Hello listeners, I'm Peter Harding, VK4OD, the WIA RD Contest Manager. If you're listening to this broadcast at 0900 on Sunday morning, and it's the 15th of August, then this year's RD Contest has been underway for some 15 hours. And you've not made any contacts? then this is the time for you to get out and get some points towards a certificate for the top points for yourself and also adding to the overall point score for your state. Most of all, be sure to send your logs in, either by electronic or postal means. Good luck in the contest. This is Peter, VK4OD. Thank you, Peter. And now on to another WAA event. Amateur Radio Gets People Talking. The WAA, as part of its centenary celebrations, is encouraging clubs groups and individual radio amateurs to get on air on Saturday the 23rd of October to help promote amateur radio to the public. The object of the event is to introduce potential operators to amateur radio while also working as many stations as possible on any and all amateur radio bands using a variety of modes. There will be two categories. A public station is a station run by three or more radio amateurs operating on a single call sign from a public place or club rooms open to the public for the duration of the event. And a private station is a station which is an individual operating portable, mobile or from a private residence. All contacts require a serial number consisting of familiar contest exchange of signal report and contact number plus a suffix. Public stations use the letter F for general contact or G when a guest non-licensed operator makes their first contact. Private stations should use a suffix of H for home, P for portable, or M for mobile stations. A scoring system has bonus points which can be gained through a range of options, which include when a member of the public makes their first contact via amateur radio for a station set up at a prominent public location, or for the use of renewable energy, or for gaining of media publicity, or perhaps for the attendance of a local, state, or federal politician. Amateur Radio Gets People Talking requires all stations to pre-register and each will receive a participation certificate. Award certificates will go to the three highest scoring public stations and private stations. Prepare now for your participation in the event which will be held on Saturday the 23rd of October. Full details and rules will be appearing on the September edition of Amateur Radio Magazine and the WIA website. Check out the website. I am so looking forward to this, Brian. You know how much into promoting the hobby. I am so enthusiastic for this. I can't decide what to do, whether it's going to go to the beach with the uh, 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 F817 or um, set something up at home or or maybe get involved with the club station. My tip? Yep. Stick yourself in the most public place. Uh, Which beach do you go to? Somewhere down the peninsula, somewhere on the bay. Lots Um, of people? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's winter still, so... Oh, no, it'll be warm by then. Mm, October. Yeah, yeah, a bit yeah, sunny. Yeah, a bit sunny. Mm. More people. More points. More points gets my vote. <laughs> More points. That's it. Okay, call book 2011, club information deadline. 
The data for the 2011 callbook will be taken from your club's details page on the WIA website on the 1st of September. So, please ensure that your club details are up to date because whatever is on the website will be published in the next callbook. Now, if you're having difficulties updating your details or you need help with the password for your page, then please contact the WIA office. Now, with hams across Australia to VK2, go for it, Rob. Friday the 6th of August 2010, ODARC has its annual general meeting and the Associated Club elections. The details of this are all in the text edition of the new service. But recently the club has also been having some great local media coverage on TV, radio and in the local newspapers. The media coverage has been for various things that the club's been doing, notably the involvement in Glenroy Heights public school in Orange, teaching the kids there about some electronics and Morse. Les and Ross have been doing a great job each Thursday during the school term. Additionally, the club has had great exposure with the activation of VK100WIA call sign and the open day held at the club rooms. From this, the club has gained some additional members and people wanting to get licensed and on the air. One of the new members from the Open Day is now studying to get his foundation licence and has already been involved in the weekly school event at Glenroy Heights. It's really great to see so much positive exposure for our hobby in the local area. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. As this news goes to air, Trek members and other military radio enthusiasts are operating from the Rocky Creek War Memorial near Atherton for the 65th anniversary of VP Day, that's Victory in the Pacific Day. On display are working World War II radios including a WS-108 Mark II, a BC-611 or SCR-536 and Korean War Vintage VRC-10, a PRC-6 and a GRC-9 along with more up-to-date amateur radio transceivers too. Nick, VK4YT, Chris, VK4YCG, John, VK4TL, Mike, VK4MIK, and Dale, VK4DMC, are demonstrating the equipment to a very enthusiastic public. They're also making contacts for the Remembrance Day contest. Next weekend, we'll see Trek members operating from the Archers Point Lighthouse for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Archer Point is about 20 k south of Cooktown in far north Queensland, and has been a lighthouse location since 1883. We're looking forward to contacting many other lighthouses, says Dale, both within VK and overseas. Listen out for VK4WAT on the bands and give them a cooey. 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 Okay, to VK5, where the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society is having a technical symposium. And this on September the 19th, 2010, from 9am through 5pm. And the guest speakers, the key speakers, they are none other than Drew Diamond. Drew will be talking about home construction. Phil Harmon will be talking about HPSDR, Keith Gooley and Ian Crawford on microwave techniques, Graham Dicker for front panel construction, Rob Gurr on early SSB construction techniques, and Han Smith will demonstrate his HPSDR. And the venue, the Bel Air Community Centre. Doors open at 9am for a 9.30 start. The cost, $20 at the door, will get you in, which includes morning and afternoon tea and lunch. Excellent value there. Bonafide students, you can get in for just $5.
Okay, on to the weird and wonderful and a giant Morse key. Check this one out, Brian. The amateur radio group of the Norman Lockie Observatory, Sidmouth, has unveiled its new Morse key, designed and engineered by Nick, to E0DIT. The key was first used at the group's special event station, GB2NLO, in Astrofair 7th of August, and Nick has no plans to start making kits yet, but he is open to offers. I think you've got to check out the website to actually uh, see why this is so special. His next project could be, in fact, a giant microphone. Check it out. Have a look at the size of this thing. Check it out on video, on YouTube. We've put the uh, link in the text edition of this news service just for you. Operational news, special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2010. August 14-15, that's this weekend, Remembrance Day contest. 21st and 22nd, next weekend, International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Then to October 2nd and 3rd, the Oceania DX contest phone portion, following weekend of 10 and 11, CW portion. Then to October 23rd, just talking about it before, tune into the world, amateur radio gets people talking. Don't forget, November 20th and 21st for Spring VHF UHF Field Day. Well, there you have it, another field day on the air. Okay, on to special event stations, Repeater Beacon DX and Net Advice. Asia-Pacific DX Convention 2010. It's on November the 5th to the 7th. In addition to the usual presentations on recent expeditions, technical sessions, DX dinners and so forth, this convention offers something special. Japan is where most of the amateur radio equipment is developed and you will have the opportunity to join a tour of the ICOM factory and participate in a technical session led by ICOM HF Radio Design Team and more. And don't forget all of the programs at APDXC are conducted in English. For more details, please visit APDXC website. And here's Jim, VK3PC, with a story about an awesome de-expedition. The Big D Expedition has sparked global interest. The multi-operator DX0DXD expedition to the Spratly Islands in the South China Sea is a much-anticipated event for 2011 that has been 18 months in the planning. The licence has been issued and government approvals received for the 19-day activation of this most sought-after DXCC entity from the 6th to the 24th of January. A multinational team of 30 radio amateurs is set to operate from four dedicated operating camps for SSB, CW, RTTY and 2 meter 6 meter operation. Within weeks of the de-expedition being announced, major corporate sponsors have given their endorsement. Adding credibility to the exercise has been Bob Schneck, N2 Oscar Oscar agreeing to be the DX0 DX QSL manager. Experienced de-expeditioners on the team have taken on the major tasks of shipping the needed equipment and designing the station layout. The team's medical doctors are ready to assist should anyone become ill and also to outreach to the island's residents as part of the de-expedition's humanitarian health and welfare contribution. Want to know more or to give the de-expedition your support, check out the dx0dx.net website. 
I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Thank you, Jim. And DX0DX, what a great call sign for that de-expedition. Yeah, it's going to be uh, one just with the equipment lineup that those guys have got. And it's just to our north in the South China Sea, so we should be hearing them all day and night, I think. Now with Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, Deal Island, IOTA, OC195, John VK3DQ, Lino VK3EI, and Les VK3MLM will lead a 10-strong team of amateurs on a week-long de-expedition to Deal Island in March 2011. Deal Island is part of the Kent group of islands in the middle of Bass Strait, almost midway between Wilson's Prom and the coast of Tasmania. Travel to the island will be by sea on VK3 MLM's ocean-going catch Wonderlust 2. They intend to take a full quota of equipment with them so to be able to operate on most frequency bands and modes. I reckon knowing DQ, 160 metres is a guaranteed one there. Yep. A search on Google shows that Deal Island is a granite island with high cliffs and a lighthouse and a number of sandy coves, so some effort will be required to move their supplies from Wonderlust to the radio site, which will be located near the settlement. And Deal Island has a massive population of two persons. So one of the first requirements is to ensure that the level of fitness of the group is up to scratch which is going to come as a shock to some of the members of the team. This will be interesting. Gene VK3 VIP has offered to conduct a fitness program to ensure they're able to conduct the trip without too much huffing and puffing. And for those not from VK3 who don't know Jean, she is very actively involved in the local weight loss club. Lean Hams Club. That's right. And with Worldwide Special Interest Group's Lighthouse and Lightships, here's Jim VK3 PC. Only days to go before the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Australia remains leader in terms of the number of registrations this year, currently at 58, and setting a new record for that country. The very latest VK registration was made by the Summerland Amateur Radio Club VK2SRC that will activate the Richmond Head Lighthouse at Ballina. Just before that registration, Trevor Close, VK3 ATX, advised that he will operate from Gabo Island in far eastern Victoria, while intrepid portable QRP operator Peter Parker, VK3 YE, has chosen the inner suburban Port Melbourne lighthouse, which is at the end of a tram line. Germany has always strongly supported the weekend and now has 55 registrations. Australia and Germany combined account for one-third of this year's nearly 400 registrations from 40 countries. Jeff Crowley, MM5AHO, is adding even more interest to the weekend by sailing to at least one or possibly more of the rock-mounted lighthouses on the west coast of Scotland. It's all happening on the weekend of the 21st and 22nd of August. To see the full registration list or to register a lighthouse, visit the website www.illw.net. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Thanks for that, Jim. And now, onto some social bits and bobs and more field day information. On July the 25th, in VK2 and 3, it's the Riviera Field Day. On July the 25th, in VK7, the Sorrel Men's Shed Winter Ham Fest. On August the 1st, in VK6, 
It's a Northern Corridor Group, Hamfest and Cyril Jackson Sports Centre in Ashfield. And on November the 7th in VK5, the 2010 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society, Hamfest, Rosa Street in Goodwood. Thank you, Brian. We've come to the end of the news. And also to the end of our four weeks, listeners. Yes, thank you, Brian, for uh, helping us out, or helping Graham out too, we have been. And don't forget, listeners, send in your news stories. Graham's going to need some news next week to uh, put to air. We've certainly put a lot to air this week, and we thank you for your help. And send your audio as well, please. There's nothing better, like I said last week, nothing better than hearing an excited club member talking about something that's going on. Well, thank you again, Brian. And remember, the WIA News, we've reported... And you decide... Reported, you decide.